Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast, Potapalooza version. Today, I have my guest, Julie McLean, and um, she is going to be talking to you about suicide prevention. I always start with an easy question, Julie, and that is, where are you located? Where do you call home? That's actually the same place now. I used to call New Jersey home, but I now call home Jacksonville, Florida. Ah, you got Go rid Jags. of that snow. Yeah, really. <laughs> that is true. All right. So how did you get started in this? What's your backstory? So short and sweet is I am a suicide survivor. I was 16 during, at my first attempt. And the last time that I had a plan to take my own life was back in 2019. Mm. And because of my husband and him recognizing that I was in crisis, and he asked me the three most important questions of my life. And that was, am I okay? Do I want to hurt myself? And the most important was, do I have a plan? Mm. And I am. I was not okay. I did want to hurt myself and I did have a plan. And so he got me the help that I needed. And the first three days that I was in this program, I would walk into the room with my head held down, the bangs over my eyes. And I had no idea what anybody looked like. They had no idea what I looked like. Mm. I would not speak. I would not look at anybody. I was so ashamed of the fact that I could not control myself with my mental health. Mm. And then I was listening to the other people in the room and they came from all walks of life. They came from the military. They came from insurance companies. They came from tech companies. They came from every single walk of life, even some entrepreneurs And everybody was telling their story. And I'm like, well, if they can do it, why can't I? So I opened up and I started talking and I was really surprised to find out that it felt good. I felt good by being able to talk about it. And so when I went to some people that I needed help from, because I was in a program, but I I was coming back and forth from home. I wasn't allowed to be alone. I wasn't allowed to drive. I had to make all those agreements. So I needed people to get me back and forth. I needed people to sit with me if I was home by myself and I needed people to drive me places. Hmm. And so I started opening up to people that I trust and relied on as well as people I loved. And every single one of them, A, were shocked that I was going through this because they didn't expect it from me. And B, were more than willing to help me get through 
these challenges and these struggles. Mm. And that's how it was born is realizing that we have to talk about mental health and mental illness and suicide. We have to talk about all of that so that we can prevent the suicide because if we don't talk about it, we're not going to prevent it. It's Mm going to happen. And just because you, one of the big myths is that people think that, well, if I talk to somebody about suicide, they're going to want to do it. No, they're not going to want to do it. They are going to want somebody to sit with them. They're going to want somebody to talk with them. They're going to want somebody who actually cares Mm -hmm. enough for them and that fact that they want them to be there for the future. So, so yeah, it it was a huge realization, a huge mind-opening experience for me. And now I want to share it. I, I can't be afraid of it anymore. I want to share it. And, you know, I learned a lot of things about myself during that time. Yeah. And I just want to help people learn all of those things that I've learned. And so often, you know, it is that that person that's silently walking around and, you know, the, it isn't always obvious. You know, a, a lot of times whenever there's a suicide, you, you think, oh, I, I would have never known, you know, because you put on this facade or, or, you know, or, oh, they're just shy or they're just in a bad mood and they, you don't right. really understand the extent to what they're feeling. And, um, you know, so that's why those three questions are really so very important. Mm -hmm. If you were to share some tips for people that, you know, may be feeling like, you know, when the first moment that you think I maybe want to end my life, you know, what, what would you encourage them to do as their next step as opposed to making the plan the first step is to just stop everything and breathe Mm. think about is this a bad day is this going to go away is it a bad hour because it's probably just a bad day it's not a bad life Mm -hmm. and then you need to get help now, I have the suicide prevention lifeline up on my screen. Somebody's there all the time. There are other hotlines around um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness or NAMI. They have lifelines and they're in all the communities mm-hmm. and they can help you get the support and the help you need. Get a therapist. That, mm-hmm. I, I can't stress therapy enough, especially talk therapy. Yeah. Because that's how you get more and more comfortable with talking about your own mental health as well as what you see in yourself, you start to see in others. Mm-hmm. And it, you're right. It's not the person who's sitting sad, isolated, and all alone that is the person that is ready to take their life. I had a 19-year-old cousin who was a firefighter. He was fighting a fire. He had a fight with his girlfriend, and he took his own life. It's not even that he was having a bad day. He was just overwhelmed with all of his emotions Mm -hmm. and didn't know how to handle them. Right, Right. And he had 
everything going for him. Mm. So the big thing is always remember it, it's just a bad day. Yeah. You know, there, there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That sounds you know, like a the, song. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the cost mm. to your, the emotional cost to your family mm-hmm. is tremendous. Oh, God, Especially yes. when you have the opportunity to talk to them and not take your own life. Yeah. Whenever you, um, I kind of froze. Whenever, let me just, there we go. There we go. Okay. So whenever you are talking to that person, how important is it for them to really go through that journey, that discovery of what is the root cause? As you mentioned that when you were 16, you tried and then mm-hmm. up into 2019 and granted 2019 2020 were tough years and if you were on the edge i absolutely could see how things might go that way so how important is it for you to understand the root cause what is driving this for you to be able to overcome or to uh, not wish to do this again everybody's different I know for me, I have thought about taking my own life just about every day of my life. And it's chemical for me. Mm -hmm. I have a mental illness. I have depression, anxiety, and PTSD because Mm -hmm. I I had a, a pretty rough childhood. I had an abusive childhood. And so that's where all the balls started rolling. And, And for me, it was a balance of, you know, my family life versus my life and trying to figure out what was more important and I always put the value on family and I never put a value on myself Mm. and I've since changed that I've since learned that I have to love myself I have to value myself to be able to go through life without those feelings and without those thoughts Um, But the big thing is, is you have to be kind to yourself, Mm. you know, and if you need to talk to somebody, find that one person that you trust. Mm -hmm. If you're that person, don't tell the person who's coming to you in confidence. It takes a lot. Don't tell them, oh, you'll just get over it or... I can't believe that you're so happy. Nothing's ever, you don't ever seem like anything's wrong. Um, I had a hard time talking to my mother Mm. about it because she couldn't understand. She never felt what I felt. Mm -hmm. And she always saw me as happy (sighs) because I wore this mask that constantly said, there's nothing wrong with me Mm -hmm. because I didn't want anything to be wrong with me. And I didn't want Mm -hmm. people to see you know, the, everybody's got this picture of what they want to look like and how mm. they want to be treated. And with the stigma associated with mental health, nobody, I didn't want to be stigmatized by that. Yeah. I've had enough stigma in my life. I didn't <laughs> need any more. Um, so, so yeah, you got, it, it's important to be kind to yourself and be kind to anybody who comes up to you and asks you for the help or just wants to sit and talk. Right. You know, it's, 
it's funny. Um, I have always treasured my women friends that, I, you know, as I grew up as a girl and my teens, I've always had those people that you could chat with and talk and talk about anything. And as I'm doing these podcasts, I have several people that, as you say, you know, they look on screen like they're great. And then they tell you their backstory. And so often that lack of self-confidence, self-esteem, mm -hmm. self-care is there on that underside still yet. Yep. And um, having somebody that can just remind you what an awesome person you are you know, you from the that heart. Every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly. And, and just, you know, like anything, if it would make you feel good, why wouldn't it make them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and why should you be that person that brings them down? You never know, as you mentioned with the firefighter, you never know what that trigger is going to be right. that breakup, that loss of an animal, whatever, you know? Yeah, so definitely. I, I see that we are out of time, but I just oh. wanted to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you. I see, you know, how we can get to the prevention lifeline, but how do we get in touch with Julie? I have a website that is startaconvo.net, not com.net. And if you need to contact me, you can always email me at Julie, J-U-L-I-E at starttheconvo.net and awesome. I will be more than happy to share some information with you I'm more than happy to be a listening ear if somebody needs it um so just be open be honest and just go out there and talk to people yeah it's been so wonderful and I'm so glad that we Thank could you. have this time together and again if you um are having those thoughts, please do reach out to Julie or to someone. She gave you lots of resources. Mm -hmm. As always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.